Romans chapter number 11, verse number 29, we're just going to read this verse of scripture. It says, for the gifts and callings of God. Callings means invitations. For the gifts and the invitations of God are without repentance. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. I want to preach today to gifted people. My title today is a message to gifted people. Does anyone here today know that you are gifted of God? That you are gifted of God. If you know that or if you're not sure about it, you're going to have leave here with understanding. And I want to preach to you today, those that are gifted by God. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, this is your church. These are your people. We are your sheep, God. I am your vessel. Help me, Lord, to speak every word that is intended. And help me, Lord, that my flesh will not get in the way. God, we give you glory in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. amen. If you're ready to receive the word, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Notice the scripture says for the gifts, plural, meaning that there can be and you can have more than one gift. But notice that the word calling is not plural, but it's just calling, not callings, because there's only one call. There's only one call that you can receive from the Lord. There's only one invitation that you can have from the Lord. But there are many gifts that the Lord can provide you, and they are without repentance. So therefore, the Lord gives you gifts without repentance, or another word for repentance is irrevocable. He cannot give you something and then take it away. Therefore, we must understand that when he calls you, that calling is continual. That's why it says calling. That lets us know that it is a continual call, even though it's just one call. So the Lord is always knocking at the door, waiting on you to respond to the call. So now we need to understand this, that I came across this quote, and I thought it was very appropriate, but it says every child is gifted. They just unwrap their packages at different times. It's important for you and I to understand this, that there is nothing in heaven or in earth or under the earth that can stop you from being gifted because your gift comes from the almighty God. Your gift does not come from a person or an individual. Your gift is not passed down from heritage. No, your gift comes from God. See, oftentimes we mistake talents with gifts. No, uh-uh. Those are two separate different things. You can be talented at something, but you are gifted of God. A talent is something that you are just good at at that particular thing at that particular moment. But a gift from God is who you are. You cannot shake it. You cannot throw it off of you. You can't get rid of it because it was not given to you from or by anybody else. But that gift was imparted into you from the Lord God Almighty. 
And your gift is not used for your good pleasure. But your gift is used so that you can be a blessing to other people. Uh, and see, that's where some people miss it. That's why some people say, I don't know what I'm supposed to do or how I'm supposed to do it. See, oftentimes you can be walking in your gift and not even realize you're doing it. Because your gift can just become natural to you. It is something that you can just naturally do oftentimes and you don't even realize it. Have you ever been to a recital, a kid's recital, one of your kids plays or something in your family to where you didn't realize someone could play like they could? You didn't realize they can sing like they could? You didn't realize they had that ability like they could because it was a gifting that they had and you don't realize your gifting until it's in operation. You don't know what your gifting is until someone speaks of it. See, that's why it's important to understand that concept because the devil does not know you are gifted until it is spoken or until it is in operation. Why is that important? Because the enemy would do everything he can to stop you from operating in your gift. And so that is important to see this concept is that the devil can only do certain things when it comes to your gift. I'm going to explain it because the devil cannot attack the giver of the gift because the giver of the gift is God Almighty. He is the giver of the gift. And so he cannot attack God. He tried to do that once. We find that in the book of Isaiah chapter number 14 starting at verse number 12. It says, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend unto the heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Somebody say, yet. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. He cannot attack the most high. He tried to attack the most high. But the devil knows his future. See, the enemy does not know your future and he does not know your giftings until it's in operation. The only future the devil knows is his. <laughs> and that is in the pit of hell. And so now we can further understand that the enemy will try to stop you from using your gift because he cannot attack the giver. So since he cannot attack the giver, what he does, he attacks you and I. He attacks our character. He attacks our innocence. He attacks everything about us because if he can attack you, you will stop using the gift. That's what he wants. Once he realizes that he is dealing with an individual that is gifted, that is purposed by God. And I want to remind everyone here today that everyone in here has a purpose in God, that everyone in here is gifted by God. And now it's time for you and I to walk in that purpose. But see, the enemy will attack your character. He will attack you so that you 
feel unworthy of walking in the vocation or the gift that God, oh, I know I'm preaching to somebody in here. You feel unworthy to walk in the gift that God has given you. So therefore you sit, therefore you wait, therefore you're looking for somebody else to push you along when God is saying, no, I gave you this gift before the foundation of the world. Before you was born, I knew how I was going to gift you. He's just waiting on you to step up by faith and operate in the gift. Uh huh. So he attacks your character so that you will not use the gift. There are things that have happened on people's jobs. There are things that have happened in neighborhoods. There are things that have happened in people's homes. There are things that have happened in people's families to intimidate you from walking in your gift. Yeah, uh-huh. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. See, there are people, you don't even realize it. You know, you ever met someone that just had great hospitality? I mean, they're just gifted. They can just make people feel loved. They can just make people feel so comfortable. There's a care. You ever walked into someone's house and you just felt like you was right at home? You know, they just make you feel so good. that You didn't even want to leave the place. You didn't even want to go back to your house because you feel more love in their house. It just make you feel so nice and so warm and it just feels good. You know, it should be like that when you come into the house of the Lord. But I'll preach about that another time. Uh, but it, it makes you just feel so good. That is a gifting from God. That's what that is. That is a gift. You cannot teach someone that. You cannot go to school long enough to teach someone how to care for people because everybody is differently. And they just know how to handle different personalities. No matter if you're up here or down here, some folks you just want to brush off. But they can take them in and then they can love them and care for them. That is a gifting from God. And then there's some people that just have the gift of gab. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll pray for them, okay? Well, I don't consider that a gifting from God. We'll, I may have to search the scriptures on that one. <laughs> they just love talking. They just talk all the time. Don't even be talking about nothing. But we'll, 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 fix, we'll just pray for them. We'll just say, well, Lord, help them to see their real gift, Lord. Help them. It is true. The scripture talks about a story in the book of 2 Samuel. The Bible talks about how David had a son by the name of Absalom. The scripture talks about, I was going to read the scriptures, but I, can I just talk to you and just, can, can y'all trust me here? That, that, that I'm just telling you the story. And the scripture talks about how Absalom had a brother whose name was Amnon. And Amnon, the Bible says, there was a sister of Jonadab, and the sister was named Tamar. The scripture says that Amnon fell vexed in his spirit. He was so in love with Tamar that he fell vexed in his spirit. And he was so sick within himself because he knew I should not touch Tamar because Tamar was a virgin. And here we have a virgin by the name of Tamar, her innocence. And here we have this young man who wants this young lady so bad. And that he's walking around the palace, the kingdom, looking lean, thin, sick. To where now Jonadab, who happens to be his cousin, okay, Jonadab now is coming to him saying, what is wrong, Amnon? Why are you looking this bad? He says, man, I, 
I really love Tamar. I really I want to be with her if I can just use my own words. And, but I just I know I can't. I can't. This is wrong. And Jonadab, the Bible says that he was a very subtle man. So you have to be care, careful around subtle people because the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3 that the serpent was subtle. Uh, that means they always have an answer for things. If you hang around people, they always got a quick answer. It's like you talk to them about something, you just pouring your heart out, and all of a sudden they say, oh, I know what to do about that. Oh, I know how to handle that. You better be careful around people like that uh, because they may not have your best interests in mind. And so here's this man. He says that, oh, I know what to do. I've got an idea. Why don't you play like you're so sick? And then while you're laying in your bed, while you're so sick. Now, I'm in the Bible now, y'all. I'm in the Bible. Okay? This is all in the Bible. So he says, I want you act like you're so sick. And then when your father comes to see you, you just tell him, hey, go get Tamar and have Tamar come fix you some food. And while she's there, you just do what you want. Come on. You're Amnon. You're the son's king. You're the, you're the son of the king. You're the king's son. You can do this. And so here is this subtle man giving Amnon advice that he should not be listening to. But yet Amnon has got to a place mentally in his mind that he's lost it. He's not thinking right. He's not thinking straight. See, that's why it's so important to stay on our knees in prayer. That's why it's important to keep God first. That's why it's important to never put a man or a woman above your soul. Because the moment you put something above God, you lose your mind. You become double-minded. You don't think right. You don't think straight. And now here is Amnon. He knows this is wrong, but yet he's listening to somebody to tell him to do something. He knows he should not be doing, but yet he's not in the right frame of mind. So what does he do? He does exactly what Jonadab tells him to do. So now here's Amnon playing like he's sick. His father, King David, comes to see him. He says, hey, can you go get Tamar? Have her fix me some food and have her bring it to me. The Bible says that King David did as his son said, and Tamar came into the room, and then the Bible says that Amnon kicked all of his servants out of the room. He said, Tamar, can you come a little bit closer? Can you come a little bit closer? I want you to feed me out of your hand and as Tamar came closer the Bible says that Amnon grabbed her forcefully and pulled her in and said lay with me right now Tamar began to yell out and scream no Amnon you cannot do this folly the Bible says or in other words this foolish thing don't do this no such thing should happen in Israel you don't have to force yourself on me just go to your father your father would give me to you here's a woman pleading for her life pleading for her innocence pleading for what she believes in y'all y'all not hearing me right now here's a woman calling out saying you cannot do such a thing Eminem. what are you thinking you know this is wrong we were raised right we were raised the right way we know not to go down this road we know not to do this why are you choosing to do this to me but Amnon had already made up his mind because his mind was gone. Uh-huh. His mind was gone at this point. He had already listened to somebody that was subtle, that was slick with the tongue. He had already bought into the lie. Mm. 
Mm, that's where we have to be careful. We have to be careful buying into the lie. I want to preach. Can I pause here just for a second? I want to minister to somebody here today that's buying into a lie. You've been listening to too many subtle people in your family, people that are close and related to you. You're listening to those voices and you're buying into a lie. And I want to wake you up right now in the Holy Ghost. Just because you've been told a lie, that doesn't mean you have to follow through with the lie. Just because somebody's been telling you what way to go and you know it's the wrong way to go, you can make a conscious choice right now to make a right turn in the right direction. But the Bible says that Amnon forced herself. He raped her. He raped her right there in the kingdom of God. Raped this innocent girl. Raped this virgin. Raped someone who was saving herself for marriage. Because that's still the right way, church. Uh-huh. That's still the right way. He was saving himself for marriage. Saving herself for the right person. Saving herself. And was even trying to beg this man, no, we don't have to do this the wrong way. You know we can't stop right now. Mm. Woo. Somebody needs to hear that in the Holy Ghost. You can stop right where you are. You can be going down the wrong path. And when the Lord gets a hold of your heart and the Lord was trying to speak to Amnon through Tamar. Stop. We don't have to do this, but we can do it the right way. But Amnon didn't want to listen. He was already consumed. He was already consumed with so much lust because no doubt he was already thinking about what it was going to be like, what it was going to feel like. He was already consumed in his mind. Oh, I hope I can preach how I feel it here this morning. He was already consumed in his mind what it was going to feel like, what her body was going to feel like up against his. And all these things was going through her mind. So he took her forcibly and raped her. Bible says because see when things like this happen nothing good comes out of this nothing good comes out of this Yes, these things were happening even in the Bible days. And the Bible says that Amnon, after he was done with her, that he hated her more than he loved her originally. And the scripture says that he put her out of the room, actually using the words, be gone. Mm. See, that's what the devil wants to do to some of you here today. He wants to use you, rape you, do whatever he can with you just so he can say, be gone. You don't belong in the house of the Lord. You don't belong using your gift and talent. You don't belong walking with the Lord. That devil is a liar and he's the father of all lies i'm telling you when that spirit says go i'm telling you to stay when he's telling you to run i'm telling you to come to jesus when he's telling you to go on you come near the bible says he told her to be gone and the scriptures say if you read the story that the scriptures say that uh, Tamar had a garment of many colors because this garment of many colors represented her innocence. It represented her purity. It was her, somebody say gift. Oh, I'm preaching right now. Uh-huh. It was her gift that her father gave to her. Uh-huh. It was a coat of many colors. And the first thing that she did when she ran out of that place was she ripped 
ripped her gift. She ripped her garment. Why would she rip her garment? Because that garment symbolized her purity. It symbolized her innocence. Why would she want to wear anything anymore that every time she looked at it, it reminded her of what took place? Why would I put on clothing that reminded me of a rape? Why would I put on clothing that reminded me of a horrible time and a horrible moment in my life? Why would I continue to wear something that reminds me of something that took place with somebody that should have never happened? So the Bible says she ripped her garment. She tore it. Help us God right now. She tore it because she didn't want to, she didn't feel that she deserved to wear it anymore. I'm trying to help somebody here today because that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to attack your character. He wants to attack your lifestyle. He wants to attack your mind to where you start ripping the very blessings and the gift that was given to you from the Father. That's right. That's what we do when we have, when we make mistakes, when we do things, when our character is attacked, when our name is attacked, we don't want to walk around like we're somebody. We don't want to walk around like we're gifted. We don't want to walk around like we're anointed. We don't want to walk around like we're children of God. But no, we go hide somewhere. We go ripping things. We go taking our gifts and throwing it to the side. But the Lord is saying, I did not do that to you man did that to you Tamar you didn't have to rip that garment that garment was a gift from the father but Amnon did that to you because Tamar still had a pure mind Tamar still wanted to make the right choice I'm trying to help somebody here today when things happen to you and you don't want those things to happen to you don't wail that guilt on your shoulders don't wear that guilt on your mind but but it's important to understand man did it not God I don't know whether to talk to you or just preach so hard but I feel so strong in my spirit that I am preaching to gifted people. I feel so strong from every row that is in this church. You are gifted of God and you have not been walking in your gift because of your past. You have not been walking in your gift. You have not been walking in your anointing. You have not been speaking with boldness. You have not been walking with confidence because of the things that have happened to you. Because of the mistakes that you have made and what you do is you rip what God has given you because you feel like you don't deserve it. You feel like you don't earn it. You feel like you haven't earned it. But let me help you educate you right now. It's not something that you have deserved or earned. And it's not something that man has given you. Even though man gave and, or excuse me, Tamar the coat. The gifting is from God. And let me help you understand something. Just because she wore the coat, that doesn't mean the coat spirit was in her heart. But see, Tamar had a spirit of purity in her heart. She wanted to remain pure. 
her. She wanted to remain innocent. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me right now. See, regardless if she had the coat on or not, her innocence was in her heart. Her purity was in her heart. Her anointing was in her heart. Her gifting was in her heart. What I'm trying to tell you right now is who you are is in your heart. It's not something you put on or something you take off, but who you are is in your heart. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. But the enemy will do everything he can to stop you from using and walking in your gift. Why am I preaching like this today and why I want you to understand is because your gift is to bless others. That's why he doesn't want you to walk in your gift, because he doesn't want you to be a blessing to others. God is placing people around you each and every day. You are coming in contact with people by the hundreds, if not the thousands. And God is saying, walk in your gift. If I've used you to heal, walk in that gift. If I've used you to deliver, walk in that gift. If I've used you to speak compassion and love, walk in that gift. Too many of us are keeping our mouths shut because we don't feel like we're worthy because of the things that have happened to us. And we have a Tamar spirit that comes upon us. We just want to run away, lock ourselves up because that's what she did. If you read the scripture, the Bible says she, locked, she was locked away. You don't hear of Tamar for years. Rips her blessing. Says I'm not worthy. The Bible talks about another young man by the name of Joseph, Israel's youngest son. The son that he had in his old age. The Bible says because Israel, this is Jacob, by the way, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Israel. When God changed his name, Israel had a son by the name of Joseph. The Bible says he loved him so much that he gave him a coat of many colors. The Bible says that his older brothers despised him because of his gift. Uh-huh. Oh, you're going to be despised. Uh, people are not going to like you because you're gifted. People are not going to like you when you make the right choices. His older brothers despised him because of his gift. So they devised a plan. And when they devised this plan, what's the first thing they did? They ripped off the jacket. They took off the coat because it represented you're better than us. That's the first thing they attacked was his garment. They took it off of him. Took it back to the father saying, something has happened to your son. Because that's what the enemy does. Uh huh. When he attacks your character, when he attacks who you are, he says, hey, something's happened to Brother Robinson. He's not the same anymore. Yeah, he's not witnessing anymore. Yeah, I, he's messed up, didn't he? He messed up on his job. He made a mistake. He told a lie. Yeah, he's flirting with that girl. Oh, I, I'm talking to you right now. Yeah, he's doing this. He's messing around in that. He's dabbled in this alcohol, that drug. He's done this. Look, look. And that's what he does. He holds that garment in front of the father's face. Yeah, something's wrong with them. They can't do this anymore. And see, then other people start attacking. Wait a minute. Weren't you the one that did this? Weren't you the one that said that? Because that's what they do. They just bring up your past and just put it right here in your face. Because that's what people do, and that's what the enemy does. If you have anybody in your life that talks about your past all the time, they are used by the devil. That's not godly. 
That's not godly. What is it my business about your past? That's between you and God. What is, what's, what's my business? Why should I be talking about your history? That's between you and God. Something happened to your son. Here's the coat. Here's the giftings to let you know he's not the same anymore. Hmm. But see, what they didn't understand was that the gifting from God was placed inside of Joseph. <laughs> because everywhere he went, the Bible says he was favored. He was blessed. Everywhere he went, even if it was in the jailhouse, he was blessed. He was Ben Potiphar, he was blessed. <laughs> Pharaoh's house, he was blessed. Everywhere he went, he was blessed. Because the blessing, the gifting of God is on the inside of you. It's not something that you put on or take off. So no matter what people try to tear away from you, you say, I'm blessed of God. No matter what they say in your face, I'm blessed of God. I know I used to be, but look at me today. I'm not living in my tomorrow, but I'm walking in my today. I'm not dancing in my past, but I'm rejoicing in my future. I'm not looking back anymore, but I'm moving forward because the gifting of God is on the inside of me. Hallelujah. It's in me. It's in you. So I've come to tell somebody today, walk in your gift. Walk in your anointing. Walk in your gifting. And don't be ashamed of what God has called you to do. There are more giftings out here in these pews than I can even imagine. But I want to tell you, you are more gifted out there than I am up here. Because there's only one of me here and many of you out there. I'm telling you right now, if we were to go out, as the scripture says, to the hedges and the highways and to compel, how do you compel? Your gifting. That's how you compel. It's your gifting. If you don't know what else to do, tell your testimony. Kobe, Kevin, you could go around and say, hey, I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I've had my sins washed away. See, that's what God has done for you. So now it's in you. You can allow it to come out of you. Chandler, you can go around and say, I received the gift of the Holy Ghost. You did. How do you know? Because I heard myself speak in tongues. But see, the enemy will do everything he can to challenge your character. A mistake. Somebody that tries to bring up your past and you feel like you're not worthy to walk into your gifting. But Joseph said, see, you all meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. Because the gifting Joseph realized was in him. It was not something he wore. Can I have just a few more minutes? I don't know what time it is. Can, 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 can I talk to some gifted people? See, if you're not gifted, you go fall asleep on this message. So if I look around you sleep, it's not bothering me. You're just not gifted. This message isn't for you. I understood that. When I got up this morning, I said, this ain't going to be for everybody. But for people that are gifted, 
you're going to listen to me here. Because I know there is a tug on you. You want to do more in the kingdom. You want to walk in the Holy Spirit. You want to be led by God. You want to be used by God. But there is a spirit trying to get a hold of you saying, no, 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 you're not worthy. Remember that rape? Remember what happened behind that closed door? Remember what happened, Tamar? You're not worthy. Rip the garment. Tamar, it's not something you wear. It's who you are. Tamar, your mind was right. You was trying to get that man right. He didn't want to listen to you, but I, I just, I'm not worthy anymore. I lost my innocence. Your purity is in your heart, Tamar. Your purity is in your heart. I understand that that man took your virginity. I understand that that man raped you. He shouldn't have done it. But your purity is still in your heart. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I, can, I cannot imagine that. I cannot imagine being a young lady going through something like that and still being able to walk down the same street with my head, head held, held up. I cannot imagine that. But Tamar, it's in your heart. You didn't do that to yourself. That man did that to you. He did that to you. Joseph had to come to that understanding. His own family left him for dead. His own family left him in a ditch. His own family sold him. His own family and took the very thing that represented blessing on his life. You mean to tell me Joseph thought he was blessed? Oh, no, he did not. He thought something good was going to come of this? No, he did not. He thought tomorrow was going to get better. There's no way. You know, every dream he had was probably coming back to his mind. See, it doesn't record it in scripture, but he's man. He's mankind. He's just like us. Yeah, when things happen to us, all these things begin to rehearse in our minds saying, Lord, I thought. Lord, I remember. Lord, what's happening? All these things begin to happen and go through our thought process. I guarantee you, Joseph was thinking the same thing. But over the course of time, over the course of time, everywhere Joseph went, he realized, I'm blessed. God's hand is still on me. God has not left me. God has not forsaken me. You mean to tell me that coat of many colors did not hold weight when it came to the gifting of God on my life? You mean the past is not holding weight when it comes to the gifting of God on my life, but it's all about a decision that I choose to make today? That means the gifting of God and the blessings of God that was on me as a child is still with me today? Yes, because it's irrevocable. He does it without repentance. So the very thing he has anointed you with is still there. The very blessings that you have in your life is still there. The very anointing that you have is still there. And it should be the very job should be still there that's why I want to wake somebody up here today I don't know what you're dealing with or what oh can I preach just for a moment I don't know what you're dealing with or what you're going through what you've been weighing on you how much suffering you've been having somebody needs to rise up and say I'm still standing devil I'm still here if you could have took me out you should have took me out but it's too late now I'm still gifted I'm still anointed you should have took me out a long time ago when I was ready to throw 
throwing a towel when I was ready to give up my life you should have took me out right then but now I still gotta praise I still gotta dance I still gotta worship because I'm gifted and I'm gifted of the Lord somebody clap your hands unto the Lord So don't rip your gift. Don't tear your gift up. Don't tear it up because of things that's happened to you. Don't tear it up because of past mistakes. Don't tear it up because of things other people have done to you. Nobody in their right mind would tear up their own gift. But it's other people and things that happen to you throughout the course of life that will cause you that you feel like you're not worthy of the gift. And there is a spirit that is so prevalent that is trying to get people to keep quiet. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. That enemy wants us to keep quiet. He does not walk. He does not want you walking in your gift. He does not want you opening up your mouth and sharing what the Lord has done with you, for you, and through you. There is a gift. There is a difference, I'm going to end with this, between being talented and being gifted. I said it earlier. A talent is something that you're good at. Being gifted is just who you are. A talent is what you're good at. Gifted is who you are. Because your creator gave you the gift. So it's who you are. A gift cannot be given from man. A gift is only given from God. Talents can be enhanced with work and effort. Gifts cannot be enhanced. Man, can I, can I teach this for a second? Gifts cannot be enhanced. Because the scriptures say every good gift and perfect gift is from above. It's already perfect. When it's given to you, it's perfect. So it can't be enhanced. Can't be enhanced. 
It's already perfect. Anything from God is perfect. See, I, I, I want to fight some stereotypes here. I, I, I probably should have started this way. I want to fight against some stereotypes that you have to feel like you have to be of a certain age or you have to be of a certain maturity, a certain level in order to operate in a gift and see results. Uh-uh. All a gift takes is faith. That's it. The only thing that must be strengthened to operate in a gift at a level where it should be operated is faith. That's it. It's all about your level of faith. It's all about you walking by faith. It's all about you trusting in the giver of the gift. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. That's it. It can't be enhanced because it comes from God. Don't treat your gift like a talent that you have to go out and put in the work in order for the talent to increase. You can't put in work for your gift to increase. It's just available. It's already in you. The only work, if I can use this as an example, that we have to put in is humility. We have to humble ourselves. That's, and sometimes that's hard. We have to humble ourselves and realize that the gift is not me, but it's of God. Woo! 